Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded live.
Good evening, good evening, good evening. I want to welcome each of you to E3 Ministries Real Talk, where we come together every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To God be the glory, the honor, and all the praise for the things that he is doing and the things that he shall do. And I thank God for each one of you. My name is Minister Tamika Brown, and it's a blessing And it's a privilege to be with you another Sunday as we come together talking about the spiritual discipline of a Christian life. Let us begin with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come in the name of Jesus, thanking and praising you for this time, thanking you for another opportunity to learn more about what it means to practice these spiritual disciplines. Now help us, Lord God, to take what you teach us, Lord, through your teaching this night, Lord, and apply it to our lives, God. 
that will not only be hearers but doers of your word and put it into practice. God, we bless your holy and righteous name for this opportunity, Lord God. So help us to take advantage of it and use it, Lord God. And apply these lessons, God, that we may grow closer and closer to thee. We love you so much, and we thank you, Lord God. And we praise you that ears and eyes are open to receive and to hear all that you will release on this call. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, have your way on this line. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. To God be all of the glory. Hallelujah to his name. Our scriptures for this series, the first one comes from 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. And I'm reading from the New, the King James Version. And it says, but refuse profane and old wives, wives take fables and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promises of the life that is now is and of that which is to come. That was First Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Our second scripture comes from First Corinthians chapter 9, verses 26 and 27. Verses... 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 26 and 27. I therefore so run, not as, un- not as uncertainly, so fight, so fight as not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that, lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should, should be a cast away. That was 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 26 and 27, and 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Now, I would encourage you to read those scriptures in your hearing because they are important and they are, they tell us about how, what the spiritual what how important it is to live out these spiritual disciplines of a Christian life. And just a reminder, these spiritual disciplines are, a daily, something that to continually practice and daily put into practice. It's something you got to be persistent and you got to put an effort in. You got to continually strive and continually strive and daily want it. You can't, you, you can't just say you got to put it in practice and continually practice and strive and be persistent towards putting these spiritual disciplines into practice into every area of your life. Because with God, it is possible. You can do this with the Lord giving you the strength and persistence and and seeking God. He will give you the strength. But you've got to seek God and ask God to give you what you need. So I want to continue. I want to encourage you to continue to ask God to help you to put these spiritual disciplines into your daily lives. And that you, and as you continue to put these spiritual disciplines into your Christian life, you continue to see more and more growth and changes. God continues to change and shift things in your life. To God be the glory. Tonight, we're going to continue talking, finish up on staying strong through prayer. Staying strong through prayer, and we will move on to the next key to 
next key of the ten keys to powerful prayer. But we're going to finish up with staying strong through prayer tonight. We've been talking about the different types of ways that the enemy, one of his tactics are he tries to wear us out, to wear us down. And we know that's one of his many tactics. And we talked about how he tries it many ways. And we've been talking about the watching out for the wrong spirit, watching out for wrong spirits. And we talked about last week, we talked about watch out for Delilah, watch out for Delilah. And we know the story of Samson and Delilah. You can find that story in Judges 16, starting at verse 6, starting at chapter 1. I mean, sorry, at verse 1. Judges chapter 16, starting at verse 1. It talks about the story of Samson and Delilah. And we know that Delilah was seductive. She was cunning, and she tried her best to, and she tried to, um, get find out what was the secret of Samson's strength. And we know that what Samson's strength was, it was in his hair. And we know that God told him that if he cut his hair, he would lose his strength. And we know that Delilah kept coming at him, trying to get close to him, trying to, trying to find out all about him, trying to act like she was all interested in him until she, until she finally got the secret from him of what his strength was. And, she, and he told him what it was, and she said it was in his, it was his hair. So what she did one night was she cut his hair off. And what happened was he lost his strength. And so the some people took him captive, and they did all these things to him. But God got the glory in the end because he still showed that he that it was God who gave him the strength, and, and God got the victory and the glory in the end. But Delilah is, we have to watch out for the Delilahs that come in our lives. <laughs> Excuse me. And I'm not going to go back over the whole thing of watching out for Delilah's, but I would encourage you to go listen to last week's teaching. But Delilah in our lives, they come in attractive, seductive, desirable packages, and they seem so innocent, even good. For this reason, we need to be in continual communication with God through prayer, constantly checking with him to find out what he would have us to do in specific situations with specific people. And why this is important is because when people come in our life and they try to get all close to us and try to find out all this stuff about us, we have to be careful because sometimes the enemy will send people in our lives to try to get at us, to wear us out, to chat with with ulterior motives, and we have to seek God and be in constant communication and ask God to show us certain what's happening with this situation and with this person and ask God to show us what's going on so we don't get fallen deception and get deceived. And we need to make sure we are in constant communication. That's why we've been talking about this whole series about, <coughs> excuse me, 
prayer that in any time out, we need to stay in constant communication with the Lord. It is critical because we need God to lead and guide us in every area of our lives. And we need to make sure that we stay in constant communication. We learn to hear God's voice and to sense and to know things at a higher and a deeper level. So we need to be in constant communication about every situation, about every person, about every relationship. It's important that we do that because the lies, they are cunning. They they come in attractive, seductive packages, desirable packages that make it look good. They come in acting all, acting all friendly, acting like they want to be all chummy, all close, but they come with ulterior motives sometimes, and, and they try to destroy or to try to hurt or cause harm, and we want to make sure that we do not fall into deception. So we need to make sure we're praying and stay in constant communication with the Lord. So I want to encourage you this week, encourage you every day of your life. Whenever, whatever's going on, whatever situation, whatever person, ask God to give you discernment, direction, and ask God to show you and reveal to you about whatever situation, whatever person comes into your life. Don't be judgmental. Let me say that. Don't be judgmental and just try to write someone off. No, no, don't do that. But ask God. Because God sends people in our lives as well, and we need to remember that. God sends people in our lives for reasons, for purposes, for assignments. God sends people in our lives as well. But we need to also know that the enemy tries to send people in our lives as well to try to hurt or try to cause damage. But we need to ask God for discernment to know what that person is there for and ask God to show us how we need to handle the situation and if that person is for good or if they're trying to cause us damage or for the, if they're for a good reason or for a bad reason. So I want to encourage you to ask God, seek him, but don't be judgmental and writing you on all, but pray and ask God for discernment. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me. So the next one, the wrong, next spirit, um, watching out for wrong spirits is watch out for Peter. Watch out for Peter. The enemy will not only send people to annoy you. We learned about how the enemy will send people, try to send people, will send people to annoy you. We talked about that earlier in the series and drain you and people to tempt or seduce you. We talked about Delilah, who is, who tries to, tries to seduce you. And we also talked about Felix. And these are people who they act like they are they want our help and they are looking for our help, but they really have an ulterior motive, and they 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 don't really want any help. They're just trying to use trying to get something out of us, but they are but they don't get there's not no progress if you're trying to help them. So that's why you got to watch them because they want to try to drain you and try to waste the time that you could be using for what God would have you to do and the people God would have you to help. So you have to watch out for Felix's as well. And I would encourage you to listen to some of the teachings and the past teachings where I talk about watch out for Felix as well. So I want to talk about tonight, watch out for Peter. Watch out for Peter. The enemy will not only send people to annoy you and drain you and people to tempt 
are seduced you, he will also send people to directly oppose what God wants to do in your lot, do in you and through you. That even happened to Jesus. When the enemy used Peter, one of his closest friends, and the scripture reference is Matthew 16. So I would encourage you to write that down and read Matthew chapter 16. Jesus had told Peter and the rest of his disciples that he was going to be killed and then be raised the third day. Peter, not understanding that that the full plan of salvation would require Jesus to die on the cross, said, God forbid, Lord, this must never happen to you. Jesus didn't waste any time. He turned away and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are in my way. An offense, a hindrance, and a snare to me. Matthew sixteen twenty-two through 23. Matthew sixteen twenty-two through 23. Jesus corrected Peter right on the spot so that God's plan of salvation would be fulfilled and Satan's plans defeated. As difficult as this can be, the enemy will do his best to use people we love and people who love us to keep us from doing God's will. So this is important to understand that in our story, we can, as many of us have read this scripture, um, if you have not, I encourage you to read that, Matthew 16, where it talked about when Jesus was telling his disciples what God had already ordained, that he, Jesus was being sent down to the earth to be born in a manger as a baby, and he knew that his mission, his, the, that God's plan for him was to die on the cross to save us from our sins, that we may have life and have it more abundantly. But Peter, not fully understanding the salvation and what what it was about, the full plan of it, he said, he said what he said, God forbid, Lord, this must never happen to you. Jesus, But Jesus didn't waste any time. He knew his mission. He knew what God had ordained for him to do. He knew what his father had called him to do and sent him down to earth, and he knew that he had to complete the plans and the purpose God had for him. And he didn't allow anything to stop that plan. He had to stop it right there so that God's plan of salvation would be fulfilled. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I don't know about you, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, that he went through all that for us, and he did not allow anything to stop or to distract him from the purpose and the mission that that God had given him to die on the cross for our sins and to complete his mission on this earth and to die, to be resurrected, and to raise three days, be raised three days later, and then to be ascended back to, his, to with his Father in heaven. He completed his mission. He did what God had called him to do. And I'm so thankful that because of that, because Jesus took the pain for us, we are here today, and that means we have a mission, and we can't allow anybody, 
anyone, no matter how close they are, no matter if they're our family, no matter how much we, how much we, how close they are, how much we love them, we have to complete the mission God has for us. To God be the glory. <coughs> Excuse me. So it says, <coughs> as difficult as this can be, and I'm not saying it's not going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult because sometimes when we are completing a mission, when we're doing something for the Lord, when we're doing what God has called us to do, it's going to mean that we're going to have to leave some people behind. It means we're going to have to put some things on the side. It means that we're going to have to say no to some things. And it means some people are not going to be happy. Some people are going to be hurt. Some people are not going to understand it. But you know what you got to do? And you know what I have to do? We have to complete the plan and the purpose God has for us. And we have to do what God has called us to do. And not be worried about what people will say, what people will think, or what people will, even if people turn the other way and walk away, we got to still do what God has called us to do, to God be the glory. So as difficult as this can be, the enemy will do his best to use people we love and people who love us to keep us from doing God's will. They do not mean to hurt us. They simply do not understand. Hear that. They do not mean to hurt us. They don't mean to hurt us by speaking um, doubt or disbelief or saying that won't happen. They don't mean to do that. They just don't understand. And why do you think they don't understand? They don't understand because when we hear from, when we hear God speak or sense a call from him, we need to remember that the people in our lives have not always heard or felt what we have. And you know why? Because each of us have a different calling. Each of us are unique. Each of us, God has called for a specific task, for a specific purpose. So you have, we have to understand. I want to, how I want you to, I want to encourage you and help you understand that God has a specific purpose and a call for you to do. And people are not going to understand the call that he has for you. But you do what God has called you to do. And whatever he tells you to do it, you do it. Go do it, and don't worry about people don't understand you. Don't worry if people don't understand you. Go do it, and know that God will give you direction and will lead you the rest of the way. To God be the glory. <clears throat> it may not make sense to them, so they try to influence us not to do it. So because it doesn't make sense to them, sometimes people in our lives will try to make us not to do it. Because they think it's not safe, because it doesn't make sense, because it if it doesn't if it requires like money or certain things that doesn't seem to add up in the budget, people are going to say it doesn't make sense. So they try to discourage you or try to make you think maybe you shouldn't be doing it. But if God told you to do it, go do it and do it as God tells you to do it, and don't and know that God will provide everything else if God ordained it. No, it's going to come to pass. God's going to provide all the other stuff. But don't worry. Just go do what God has called you to do. To God be the glory. 
And it says, Satan loves to strike us where it hurts the most. He is not going to come against us just through strangers or through people who do not mean anything to us. He is going to come against us with something that hurts. You listen to that. He is not going to come against us just through strangers or through people who do not mean anything to us. He is going to come against us with something that hurts. Why? Because he does not want us to make progress. He is afraid of us. He knows that if we are willing to completely, completely obey God, we become dangerous to the kingdom of darkness, to God be the glory. And so he's going to try to use those (coughs) maybe closest situations that will hurt the most to try to hinder us from moving forward, from going ahead. He'll try to use those situations to cause us to have doubt and cause us not to do what God is telling us to do. But I want to encourage you, God, whatever God is telling you to do, go do it. Go do it. Go do it. If God is pressing something in your spirit to do, Just go do it and know that God will give you the rest of the way. Seek him for what is next. If God's impressing something in your spirit, ask God to show you what it is the next step is and go do it and know that God will lead and direct you every step of the way. God is good and he has a plan for each one of our lives. So it says, as we deal with the Peters, the Delilahs and the Felixes in our lives, we need to remember that people are not actually opposing us. Listen to that. We are, as we deal with the Peters, the Delilahs and the Felixes in our lives, we need to remember that people are not actually opposing us. In reality, our opposition comes from the realm of darkness that wars against us, the realm over which Satan is the ruler. The Bible reveals, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And that scripture references Ephesians 6. 12. I want to encourage you to read that scripture, Ephesians six twelve. <laughs> For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of, of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness and the heavenly places. People are not our enemies. Satan is. We must learn to love people while we resist the evil one who attempts to work through them. Listen to that statement. We must learn to love people while we resist the evil one who attempts to work through them. I want to say it one more time. We must learn to love people while we resist the evil one who attempts to work through them them. 
And we must love people because God tells us to love one another, to love our enemies, to love those who who hurt us and despitefully use us. We must love those. We must love people because God tells us to love, to show love. God is love. So we must show the love of God towards others. We must show God's love. Hallelujah. (laughs) Pray and ask God for spiritual keenness so so you can always be discerning in these matters. The simple power of prayer can save us all kinds of time and trouble if we will ask God to give us wisdom and discernment in our relationship. And um, I want to encourage you that all these different wrong spirits that we talked about, Peter, Delilah, and Felix, the Peter, Delilah, and Felix, they all dealt with relationship, different type of relationship. So I want to encourage you to pray and ask God for wisdom and discernment in every relationship, every person, every situation. I want to encourage you to pray and ask God for even higher discernment in every area of your life, every area of your life. And know that as you ask, as it says in James 1.5, God will give you wisdom and give it to you liberally, give it to you freely if you ask and wait on God for the answer. But ask for discernment. Start asking God for more and more discernment about relationships in your life. Ask God to show you even situation relationships in your life now that may need to be examined or looked at, or maybe some people that you may need to just have set to the side, or may, maybe for this season they're just not supposed to be in that place, or maybe not in the in your life at this moment. Ask God to give you discernment about relationships. In your life, I want to I want to encourage each of us. I want to encourage myself as well to in, pray and ask God for discernment about relationships. That we want to make sure that we are hooked, we are united, and we are staying connected to to God and seeking God for these answers. Because we want to make sure that we don't get deceived and don't fall for these tricks and tactics of the enemy. Again, I thank God for each one of you. I thank you for joining E3 Ministries for Real Talk, where we get together, come together every Sunday at 7 p.m. And I want to read this last part where it talks about staying strong through prayer as we finish on this topic. It says, one of, one of Satan's most often used and most successful tactics against God's people is to wear us out to cause us to get tired and weary as we fight the good fight of faith. God wants us to stay strong, and one way we accomplish that is through a vibrant prayer life. When we sense a need, don't delay, pray right away. We need to pray that God will keep us alert and on the lookout for the wearing out schemes of the enemy, and that he will give us strategies to overcome every devilish plot against us. The enemy will try to wear us out by keeping us so busy and stressed that we become physically exhausted. He will steal our zeal 
He will he will try to keep us from praying, and he will cause us to get tired of doing good. He will also send people into our lives who operate from wrong spirits, so that he so that he can drain us, deceive us, or otherwise knock us off God's plan for our lives. As we stay in communion with God through prayer, we will be able to receive His wisdom and hear His voice. And this will enable us to gain victory over the enemy. To God be the glory. I pray that encouraged you. Now the summary of everything that we've talked about through staying strong through prayer. But I would encourage you to go back and listen to the teachings on staying strong through prayer. Just to hear refreshment and to hear some things you might not heard through the teachings as they were going forth on that particular Sunday. But I thank God for each one of you, and I thank you for joining E3 Ministries for our our Bible study tonight. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you and I praise you for this time. I thank you for who you are. Lord God, I ask that you continue to be with each one of us. We thank you and we praise you, Lord God. And we ask you, Lord God, to help us, Lord God, to stay strong. Help us, Lord God, to stay strong through prayer and help us to know that we have the victory in Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, and we praise you, Lord God, this day, this night, for higher discernment, God. We thank you and we praise you, Lord God, that you're equipping your people, Lord God. We thank you this night, God, that you're speaking to each one of us, Lord God, and meeting us where we are. We thank you, Lord God. You're giving us discernment in our relationships and our lives, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that we are declared victory, God, that we will not get weared out, we will not get worn down, but we will continue to move forward and do all that you've called us to do. We love you, God. We thank you and we praise you, God, and we honor your holy and righteous name. So continue to have your way in us. We bless you, we praise you, and give you glory. And we count it all done. We seal this prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Again, I thank God for each one of you. And I pray you'll join E3 Ministries back next Sunday as we will start talking about the next key of the 10 keys to powerful prayer. We'll start talking about the next key. And And the next one we'll be talking about is Be properly related to authority. Be properly related to authority. So we're talking about the next key to the powerful prayer, which is be properly related to authority. So I would encourage you to come back next week and listen in as we will start the next key to powerful prayer. Until next week, I pray you have a blessed week, and may God continue to bless you and keep each of you in a mighty special way. God bless you, and have a blessed evening. Amen. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.